Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through uh, Thursday, April 22nd, NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. DJ, it's kind of weird now that we're getting into late April, you know, talking about fantasy, daily fantasy hockey, and it's still the regular season. I just sort of had that thought the other day when, I, when a little tweet crossed my timeline of like, oh, on this day, like this insane overtime playoff goal happened. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, like. Normally this is playoff time, but uh, how you doing? How you how you holding in there? Um, you know, it, it it did feel like a regular season day here in Rochester where we had a ton of snow, <laughs> so um, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I, it is. We. It feels like we got like a little bit of a break from podcasting. You know, obviously with the playoffs and everything, we didn't go crazy, and it just doesn't feel like we've gone that long. And now the season's almost over, so. I don't know, but we're going to be right back in it. It sounds like in October, um, they kind of NHL is kind of announcing now. It's like, yep, like October is going to be the planned start date. So, you know, this year is going to be a bit condensed, but we're not going to be gone for long. So that's cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, things are going well. It's, you know, Thursday is when I start to get that that Friday feeling. So, um, yeah, feeling good. How about you? Yeah, no, um, I mean, Tuesday was a good night, I felt like. I mean, just all the goals happened. So like, if you didn't have the absolute stone nuts, you, you know, you, you weren't really doing, <clears throat> weren't really doing much in those big field tournaments. So um, I had the first three goals of the night in one lineup and I didn't cash. It was just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was leading the, like the $38, um, the, the three stars of the night contest satellite thing for, for a while, hundred people was leading it with Tristan Jari and uh, you know, that didn't last, but um, just just an insane night all around you know we were right there in on you know uh, Sam Bennett and we were in on especially once Hornquist was out you know we're, we're in the discord going hey like this could be Sam Bennett's first power play job that didn't actually end up happening but you know Sam Bennett still was a GPP winner for sure of the night he and his line mates had um, but you know we, we had obviously all in on Pittsburgh with all the injuries on the devil's end and pittsburgh didn't smash the slate but they certainly were close and they had very strong nights you know that would have won most slates um and then the late hammer you know leafs uh leafs canucks put up what 10 goals <laughs> like uh so like just a crazy night all around um a lot of goals it definitely felt like a good night i was the only reason i was profitable was because of the sabers bruins showdown slate but um, you know, with, even with that considered, it just felt like a good slate um, from my standpoint. Like I didn't make money on the main slate, but I had good lineups. I felt good about my teams and how things played out and uh, getting back at it here on this massive 10 gamer on a Thursday. Definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of teams that we haven't seen in a while for a podcast, which is like so weird because you think there's so many games every night that like, but we haven't talked about the blues. And it feels like forever, like pulling up those lines. I was like, what the heck? Like I haven't like really focused on them that much. So we'll get right into it. Um, we have a lot of repeats from Tuesday. One that was not on the main slate. Uh, we'll start it off with Boston at Buffalo. We have the Capitals at the Islanders back to back here. Oh, not back to back the um, for the <laughs> a game from Tuesday night that had what um, thirteen goals. New Jersey at Pittsburgh with thirteen. Yeah, seven six. Seven six. Um, then we have Columbus at Tampa. Columbus going down the road from Florida to Tampa, um, Carolina at Florida in potentially a playoff battle, or we'll see. I mean, I think the Tampa 
Carolina bet is what it is right now. Then we have the Flyers at the Rangers, the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Winnipeg Jets, who conceivably are getting back Blake Wheeler. Uh, repeat from Tuesday, Dallas at Detroit. And at the, by this point, this game is on. Colorado at St. Louis. It sounds like it's definitely going to happen at this point, but you never know. So we're not going to get too excited, but we're definitely going to talk about it as it's going to happen because that's what you know it sounds like it's going to be. And well, at least Barube said, like, this game is on, like, we're ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final one, and I think you're going to get sick of hearing at least the home team in this matchup, but Ottawa at Vancouver. Vancouver is probably going to play every single slate from here on out for us. Um, so we'll get right into it, though. We'll start at center. A lot of the big dogs are coming out. Matthews, McKinnon, Crosby, Bergeron, Barkoff. We'll kind of leave it there because then there's a big disparity in price after that. Who are we playing? You know, um, it's real tough to trust the, uh, you know, Austin Matthews after what Toronto did against Vancouver. But I really think that this is just another slate where um, you don't really worry about the what happened on the ice because Toronto was dominant in both games against Vancouver. You know, they just got out-goalied, um, hardcore out-goalied. Um, and, you know, Matthews is in a great spot. And even though he's 9200, I just don't really see a reason to you know, overlook him. But of course, um, you know, we do get Nathan McKinnon with no Miko Rantanen. So probably, a you know, a makes him less cash viable. Like if you're still playing cash this late into the season, um, just because, you know, Rantanen such a lethal goal scorer and just such a great two-way player. Um, but it does make it a little bit cheaper for correlation purposes. We don't have confirmation on this, but I would assume that it's going to be Andre Burakovsky going up to the first line. Um, we've seen that in the past with no Ranton in, in Landeskog. You know, he's sort of like the first guy who gets first dibs. Um, and also he plays the same role as Ranton on the top power play. So, or, you know, on the second power play. So without him, I would imagine that is uh, Burakovsky's job, meaning, you know, that the full line stack there isn't quite as prohibitive as it usually is. Um, otherwise, you know, Sid and Bergeron, definitely great matchups for both of them. No problems stacking them with their line mates, but it's expensive. Um, and I would prefer to spend way up on a guy like Matthews. And then Barkov is going to be very popular, despite it being a matchup with Carolina, uh, simply because Nikita Gusev uh, has not been priced properly. He's still at 3,600. Um, yet another three shot on goal game. Yet the score. But, you know, when, when you're getting multiple great looks a game, playing on such a good top power play, um, being set up so often on that top power play, you know, Gusev is going to break through. And we even get, you know, some additional value in Owen Tippett potentially being on the top line with Mason Marchman out of the lineup due to injury. So, you know, when you look at my lineups tomorrow, it'll most likely be Matthews, McKinnon, Barkov. Um, but there's really no bad option up here. And of course, everyone knows that at this point, it's not who's going to be the best play. It's going to be, how do you build the best lineup? So um, any other thoughts there before we move down the list? Uh, uh, I mean, you've really covered it pretty well. I think Uh, I I, I could still see going back to Pittsburgh. Um, They looked really, really, really good. And that game in general was awesome. Um, But I'm not sure if I'm that strong on it when, you know, Matthews and McKinnon are right there. So I, Definitely think I'm going to get pieces of both Matthews and McKinnon in, in many of my lineups. So it's going to be hard to get Crosby in there as well. So, yeah, we can move down. Um, you know, yeah, I will that say, I, sorry, I will say on the Pittsburgh thing that, that the main reason I was so in on Pittsburgh was because they were without both Ty Smith and P.K. Subban. 
Yeah. Um, basically, they took their first pair right out of consideration, um, which is, you know, uh, not great, but definitely a good NHL quality pairing. Um, and, you know, replaced it with basically nothing. So if that happens again, that might fly, you know, Pittsburgh up the radar a bit, especially in terms of onslaughts. Um, but I, it didn't seem like neither of those injuries were too long-term. So just keep an eye on it. We didn't have an update from Wednesday to give at this moment. All right. <clears throat> so ready to move on now. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, th- this is really where it's going to get interesting. Um, are you going to be playing the Rangers or not? The Rangers, every time they played the Flyers, have absolutely smoked them. I mean, Zabinajad has got to be licking his chops. He has like 77 goals in four games against the Flyers and 7,100. I mean, it's 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 going to be one of those things where you could talk yourself into it, you could talk yourself out of it. I think a lot of uh, math people would say like, well, this is obviously not the right time. Like he's expensive and yeah. But, but Matt, what are you doing here? I mean, are you considering just going back to the well for the Rangers against the Flyers or what's the plan? I mean, look, I'm, I'm down so bad at the, after the last few times these teams have met up that there's, there's no way you could convince me to play the Benjad in the spot. Like, you know, I either have to lose uh, because of it, or I just have to keep riding the wave. So, um, you know, that's not the most reassuring answer, but it's probably the right answer. It's like, if this has been a spot where you just say, you know, screw it, there's something here to this matchup um, that makes Abinijad have 15 points in six games, uh, averaging 27 and a half DraftKings points. If there's something to the matchup, you think that happens? Sure, go for it. They're at home. They're going to dictate matchups uh, however they want. If they want to get them away from Couturier, whatever. Um, sure, whatever. Be my guest. I just can't do it. Um, I don't. It's not even as a vintage ad thing. It's, I don't trust any of his line mates at this point. Like Kreider's gone up and down the lineup. Krasov is a uh, he's is a great player. He's going to be a great NHLer, I think. Like he seems to have all the talent. Um, but he's only seeing 10 minutes a night. So if it's not Kreider there, like it's, you know, you're, you're really, really tough sledding. Um, yeah. well, they, the last game they played was Nevich, um, Zabinijet and Kreider. So yeah, they gave up three goals. So <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Kreider's been up and down and over and out and, you know, just like, um, I don't know. I just, I don't really know how to trust it. You could go power play stack, but if you're going to play Panarin, like, like, what the hell? <laughs> why yeah, not just power. play, you know, why not just play Pasternak or Matthews or McKinnon or whatever? Like there's just so many good plays. So um, I don't really yeah. feel the need. Yeah. I, I can't imagine it like makes a lot of logical sense, but man, I, I think I'm going to fire up one of those Ranger stacks. Like, I you just... know, what's you know, what's real funny. Um, despite the, the massive outpouring of goals, um, the Rangers have actually performed below average expected goals wise at five on five against Philly. It's been entirely goaltending. And of course, you know, we can say that all year and they still keep giving up goals, but like, it's not like they are doing, you know, something incredible. Like they're just getting real lucky. And I don't know. I, I just, I don't really see a reason. So anyone, uh, anyone else like in the mid range that, uh, you know, piques your interest. I know guys like Sebastian Ajo and Braden Point are always guys yeah. who pop up here. I mean, I think I'll have some Devaras again. I think I'll just have Toronto in general. I mean, play, to play Toronto or not play Toronto, that is the question on every slate, I feel like, because they get so many shots on goal. So I, I do think at this point in time, I'm pretty much like, if I don't have any Toronto in a lineup, I'm just playing the goalie against them um, almost every time. 
because if Toronto smashes and you don't have them, well, you're you're not winning in GPP. Obviously, this is a GPP thing only. Like maybe in cash, you just don't do this. But if you play zero Toronto guys, just you, you almost gotta play the goalie. Like you're assuming that this goalie is going to get a 37 save win um, in any capacity. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just. I, do you agree with that sentiment? I mean, just. I guess, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, like not that you have to lock it in. It's not like you're like, oh, like, oh, didn't have a trial guy. Like, oh, man, I can afford a way better goalie. But um, I, I do think that that's at least the way I'm going to attack GPPs from now on. It's like have Toronto in some lineups. And then where I don't, it's just like and it's a big enough slate where I think you could talk me out of it. But especially on a smaller slate, like, oof, like you're just you're leaving something on the table that shouldn't be left. Yeah, I mean, look, there's um, like that. That's definitely a. Uh, a real thing like you don't like yeah you're chasing the win of course from goalies but you're really chasing shots and you're chasing saves and you hope that in your lineup it turns into a win and teams like Toronto that are able to just pour it on um, it, it really is a viable strategy to go you know some lineups I play Toronto some lineups I play Hellebuck and I don't feel too bad about it you're right that on a smaller slate I think that makes more sense because you know your set of lineups you can build an optimal quote-unquote team like multiple ways um, whereas on these larger slates of course there's more options to pick from why would you want to sort of already write out write off some of the you know some of your lineups because other lineups do well um, it definitely makes sense um, to think that way too, but I don't know. It, it's it's certainly something I keep in mind. I do love John Tavares. Um, I was just I think I had the brain of like, oh well, you know, Nylander's not going to play, and that just sort of made me write off Tavares in my head. Um, the Nylander played, and you know, yeah. it, it's just like Nylander. I mean, it's, Tavares is obviously playing great hockey. Don't get me wrong. But Nylander's one on the ice who is just skating circles around the other teams. Tavares is sort of doing his thing where he's posting up, he's getting these real, you know, dangerous looks and he's converting. So no, it's, no, it's right. you know, it's it's really one of those things where I feel like I missed, you know, missed in a bad way on Tuesday, on Tuesday night by just forcing in Matthews. I don't think that's necessary given, you know, just given how well the second line's playing and how you can still get that correlation through the power play. Like they're not force feeding Matthews to shoot the same way they were in the past. So I, I had the, the wizardry lineup of Tavares Nylander and only got 75.9 impressive. I had, so I, I put it Tavares Nylander and then I had points, Feshnikov, Barry Boulay, Hamilton, Hedman. Like I thought I had the nuts lineup build. Uh, I had VC in the flex just to, uh, uh, once I got to the late game, I was like, it's dead. Like it was so dead by the time that even got to the, that, that game that I didn't care. I probably would have changed it, honestly. But uh, goalie Shesterkin, real, real savvy thing there. Freaking idiot. Yeah. So, like, it's, a, I, I just wanted to really quickly point out how sad you can be, even if you play the right two guys in that were the winning GPP lineup. Um, I, I will definitely have shares of all the Toronto guys, and I will have shares of Hellebuck or Brassois if I don't have them. So, anyways, though. I feel like we have a lot to get to on this slate. So good question. Good, good conversation there. But uh, I think the next guy that I'm more or less interested in is, is Braden point. Um, you know, 5,600 scored last game. He's been kind of shooting the puck a lot more and the price just continues to drop. Uh, Columbus is certifiably not good. Um, they gave up a five spot. I, like I said, Corpus Allo just hasn't been getting it done. I'm going to go back to Tampa for sure in this slate because 
you just you, they're too cheap. I mean, it, it is crazy how cheap they are. I, I can't yeah. put it like I want to put it into words, but I don't need to. Just look, just click on the game and, and look at the players. Fifty six hundred is the most expensive center. Their most expensive winger is fifty one hundred. And then uh, Hedman's really expensive. But that's a low price. Um, you can get a power play one uh, correlated first line guy for the low, low price of 3300 Um, Yeah, Matt, what are you doing with uh, Tampa here? I think, you know, not to go game by game too much, and I'm kind of doing that right now, but, like, are you jamming in point? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a real interesting question because it feels like a trap, um, you know, like, like Tampa's just been so bad. Like it's like, why aren't like, why does it feel like they're just constantly absolutely screwing us over? Um, I, they, they just got handily beat by Carolina. Um, they, you know, Vassie probably stole a game on uh, Monday night and then Tuesday, you know, they got their asses handed to them. They're playing a weak team. They're cheap. Oh my God. Like Barre Boule, whatever is, ungodly cheese though for a guy who's playing on the top line and the top power play um 3300 i just don't think i can do it i I don't want to like you can't make me so i just don't think i'm going to go there um i if i'm really feeling dangerous i might play headman um but yeah i i I get why Braden points a great play i just i don't know I, i can't do it like it's it's real tough for me um to pull the trigger on playing him when i know that um, something just doesn't feel right um, in, in yeah. this spot. So, um, I mean, but I, I definitely do like you calling him out because he's definitely going to be a strong value on this slate for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm already kind of planning this in my head, having the uh, Stanley Cup matchup lineup with Dallas one, Tampa one. Like that is, that is, I, that's gonna fit, I think, and that's gonna be a spicy meatball for me. Like that's cool. that's gonna go in for sure with Hellebuck and Net. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Spicy. You're talking now. You're speaking my language. And if Heiskanen's out, do I just? Oh God, which defenseman? All right, no. Gurry goat. Nope. You just jam Gurry goat if Heiskanen's <sighs> out. Uh, Dodoy. What was I even thinking? All right. Okay. Um. Anyway, back there's, there's, there's a lot to get to. You know. Um. So I mean, let's just quick rapid fire a couple other guys. Um, worth mentioning, Sean Couturier. You know, he's going to be virtually unowned, I would think, and he's playing with Drew Voracek. They're together on the power play. Um, we know historically just how good Sean Couturier is at hockey. Um, so I'd certainly think that, you know, if you want to capitalize on a Rangers team that gave up a freaking touchdown to the Islanders, like a team that literally doesn't want to score goals. They were just like, here, you score all the goals. Like, okay, like, okay, now you, and now you, like, I mean, it was just ridiculous. It was so bad. Um, I think you can absolutely play. You know, uh, Kachurian and his line mates and not feel too badly. Um, Ryan Strom, other end of that matchup, you know, 5,700 with Artemi. Um, that might be a viable pivot off point if you don't want to go there. And then, line that I'm really interested in is Josh Norris's line uh, Norris, Batherson, and Brady Kachuk. Um, they get Vancouver. Like, I mean, Vancouver gave up a billion shots to Toronto. And of course, you know, uh, Brady and friends are not Toronto, but damn, they shoot the puck. Um, so I think that, you know, um, Holtby or Demko, whoever starts makes for a great play. But if you're not going with that in that, um, I mean, Vancouver's number one defense right now is Tyler Myers. 
<laughs> that's really all I got to tell you. Like, it's not it's not looking great there. Um, so I think that Ottawa is real sneaky. Um, they're actually popping a little bit, which you never see. So um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm really in on that. I definitely, I mean, there's so, I mean, 10 games, there's so many good plays here. And I definitely agree that Ottawa, I think could get overlooked because there's so much value in Tampa and the Islanders that this value in Ottawa is just going to get overlooked and it definitely shouldn't. I mean, we're talking about Vancouver team that I still think is going to give up a, a quick eight here one of these nights. So um, I definitely yeah. want to be in on it. Just Every a, day, just quick a swift eight. eight. Okay. Quick, quick eight. Um, but anyways, moving down the, the list even more, um, I think there's a lot of value in this 4K range. I mean, Jack Hughes, what does this guy have to do to get priced up? Um, I mean, obviously only have one goal over the past like five or six, but the shots from all, everywhere. I mean, it has three fantasy games have all been over 10 points in DraftKings with a 23 and a 14 sprinkled in 20 minutes of ice time. The, the Penguins decided to give up six goals in the third period. You know, maybe the Devils have a little something going for them right now. I, I, you know, I just don't really get the price myself. Um, Brock Nelson, as I kind of alluded to, I think the Islanders are totally in play here because they are just completely undervalued. Um, looking at their last game, the lines were a bit different. I, I can't imagine they change them up. Nelson uh, played with Del Cole and Palmieri, um, was with Palmieri on the power play. Uh, yep. I guess you'd say second unit, but they definitely rolled two. Um, the first power play unit was Barzal. Um, Dobson, Eberly, Pajot, and Bolivier. Um, Bolivier was with Pajot and Bailey. Bailey had two goals. Kind of, you know, could have broke the slate if you had him, but I don't even think he was in the winning lineup. And, um, yeah, so I think the Islanders are in play, and, like, every one of those guys is incredibly cheap. Bailey, for example, coming up a two-goal game, 3K. So a lot of value to be had. Um, getting even cheaper and cheaper. Do you have any interest? I mean, oh, I already mentioned Pajot. Do you have any interest, though, in a guy like Dubois or a guy like Hayes or one of these guys down here with some power play exposure um, and, and conceivably a pretty good matchup? Yeah, I mean, I I think Jack Hughes is my favorite guy here. Um, you know, yeah. 4,300 for a guy with the shot profile he's posted for the last, I mean, not even last few games. It's been the last month, really, where he's really taken it up to another level. Um, I I like him. You can pair him with uh, Sharon Govich or... Um, actually just him because Miles Wood ended up replacing Quokinen on the top power play unit. So um, that's sort of like, if you really want to get crazy, New Jersey is I think a real good spot to get creative with your builds because there's just so much value from them. And I don't expect them to be, you know, high owned or anything like some of the other obvious value spots. Um, as we get real cheap, I think that Sam Bennett is yet, you know, a really good play again. I would not expect him to go overlooked. He was upwards of 15-ish, 20% even in um, Tuesday slate. This slate's a little larger, but, you know, with the recency bias there, he played 19 minutes. Um, keep an eye on the status of Patrick Hornfist. It's not like that's a huge deal, but without Hornfist, they went 11-7, and seven, uh, which, of course, you know, just ups everyone's minutes. And when, then when, you know, Mason Marchment went down, they basically just rolled three lines all game. Um, so... I think that, you know, Sam Bennett's the best value, like if you want pure punt by far, um, but just a couple other, you know, real creative punts for your MME mix. Um, Dylan Cousins is 2.6. Um, he's been incredible lately. So seven I shot mean, on obviously, yeah, obviously seven shots on he the last game. He got robbed. Do you see yeah. that, right? Oh, I did. Oh my um, God. 
Yeah, and he just a boy. Yeah, even before that, though, I mean, he returned from injury, and in the five games before this, you know, before that last game, we had seven. He had uh, 12 shots in five games. Like he's been putting up multiple shots every game, um, and then obviously had a huge spike. But the roles there, uh, the, the skills obviously there, so no problem with him at 2.6. And then Tyler Bozak at 2.7 is centering Jaden Schwartz and Tarasenko for St. Louis. Um, you know, Colorado's a very stiff matchup, but can't argue with the value there. Um, four game point streak for Bozak coming into this one. So nice to see him rewarded with a bit of a role upgrade. And obviously Tarasenko and Jaden Schwartz will come in at very low ownership. So I uh, don't, you know, no problem stacking them and getting them with a more popular line um, for your mix. So, all right, let's move over to the wing. Uh, do you want to get us started there? Yeah, we got Ovi, Pasta, Marner. Uh, we will not have Ranton, and he is definitely not going to play. Panarin, Marchand, and Gensel. I guess we'll just cap it right there for now. Um, I mean, I, I'm not saying this is a stay away zone for me. I really do think that most of my upper price players are going to come from center. And there's just a, an enormous amount of value on the, on the wing that I think I'm going to get to. Um, but I definitely could see a scenario where I, I fit in a Boston one last minute against Buffalo playing Uko Pekalukinen, who, well, I mean, at this point playing Uko Pekalukinen, who posted a sub 900 save percentage in the AHL before getting called up. Um, you never know. I mean, we've seen it before with guys like Bennington who seemingly just weren't figuring it out in the AHL and they get called up and all of a sudden they do better. But I don't see it personally. And this is a guy that's going to see some of his first NHL shots from Pasternak and, and company. So, you know, kind of having that information edge might give you the, the insight to take a Boston one. So, and, and there's enough value to have it. So I, I do think I'll have it um, in its entirety with maybe even Greslick on the point, just really load up on it and see if they can't go for four or five. Uh, other than that, uh, obviously Marner's in play. I think Panarin is in play, but it's going to be really hard to convince me to play them and not play a guy like Matthews or McKinnon um, and not take the value at the wing that I think is so obvious. Um, mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? Uh, do you agree with any of that? Do you have any qualms? Yeah, no, um, no, no real problems. Um, the, the one, I mean, the main problem with Boston right now is that they're clearly um, not pushing Bergeron. You know, he's yet to crack 20 minutes for the last couple of weeks. And Pasternak and Marchand are just guys, um, you know, Pasternak's going to play even fewer minutes than Bergeron because Pasta doesn't kill penalties. I just don't think you can pay 8500 for a guy who has legitimate 15-minute type, uh, you know, that sort of game in him, like Mitch Marner, well above 20 every game. Same with Panarin. Um, well, maybe not quite Panarin, but... Jake Gensel, Ovechkin even, like, you know, Ovi doesn't kill penalties, of course, but he's getting 20 minutes a night, almost every night. So I just don't think that Pasternak makes a ton of sense. Um, And, you know, it's, we saw it last game. I mean, the two nothing game versus Sabres, like, yeah, there were some chances like Dylan Cousins getting robbed and Jakarski played a great game, but it wasn't like it was, you know, like, like fire wagon hockey or anything like that. Like the Sabres team is playing fine. And Boston is not looking to push these, you know, these their stud players are looking to be playoff ready. So I don't know. I can't see paying 8,500 and I could definitely see myself getting pieces of basically every other combination of these top wings because, you know, once you get rid of one of them, it does make it a bit easier to sort of mix and match. Um, one spot that might be a little under the radar is Winnipeg. 
Um, that's getting down to Kyle Connor at 7,300. But with Blake Wheeler back in the mix, their first line looked like Connor, Wheeler, and Shifley. Uh, gone are the days of, you know, Andrew Kopp on the first line. And, you know, that first line is power play, you know, full power play one, super well correlated. And, oh, yeah, Toronto can't buy a save right now. So if you're buying that narrative, like, you know, Jack Campbell, come on down. Uh, good luck, buddy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, really no issues. I mean, I like I said, still think I'll have some Boston wine exposure. But irregardless, everything else sounds pretty good. Um, you know, Landeskog is going to be playing. So if you take the full Colorado one, it can include him. Um, yep. Then Brady, I think, is a real interesting piece, especially if you're getting exposure to Ottawa. Uh, he just he fits in nice and nice and easy. Um, no I mean, reason not to play the guy, but yeah, in what? five games against Vancouver, Brady Kachuk has 25 shots on goal and no goals yet. Like time to break the <laughs> habit. Like come on, like like he's averaging the shot bonus every time out, and he's just getting no points. Like come on, like that's gonna change. Obviously, it is Vancouver as well, and they have been known to give up goals in bushels. So yeah, definitely in on that. Um, on the other end, Brock Besser is probably the piece from Vancouver to to center around. Um, 20 minutes, do it, doing all the stuff. Had two assists last game. Wasn't quite the trigger guy that we're used to, but I could definitely come back. So I think this entire upper range is like every single one of these guys is in play for whatever reason you want to make the case for them. Um, I, I Again, I'll just say my two favorites just to make it a little bit clear. Um, I think that number one in the upper tier, it is Marner. Um, and then Connor, like in that matchup, I just love that game in general. So I think it's worth trying to get both of them in if you can. If you're not playing Marner, I do get it. Just play Nylander and Tavares instead to get that huge savings. But I think a lot of play, people are going to go there. Um, I think that it's a 10-game slate. Like, don't worry about ownership too much. But um, I do think that a lot of people are going to play Nylander instead, and th- that's fine. Um, anyways, though, getting cheaper, is there anyone you want to uh, kind of center anything around in the 6K range? I mean, it's very um, it's very strange to see Jared McCann up here at 5,800. Um, he didn't have a great game last time out. You know, no shots on goal, but he had two assists. And obviously in a tighter game, well, I mean, I shouldn't even say tighter game. In a game that is more um, normal, Jared McCann will be first power play. He will be killing penalties. He will be playing, you know, on the second line, a regular shift. Like, I think the 13-minute game was just like, uh hey we're gonna rest our guys and then for the last you know 16 minutes it was just like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit (laughs) um from the pittsburgh end of things so i still think he's in play at 5800 um i would pair him with a guy like jason zucker for the five on five correlation because he's real cheap at 3500 um or like a chris letang or Sidney crosby just getting you know key catalysts on the top power play um but McCann's just been an awesome power play piece with no Malkin. So, you know, that's why he's this expensive and it's a fantastic matchup. So I kind of like that um, and feel like it could be sneaky. Um, And then same price range, Jason Robertson, crazy good value. I mean, he was 6,400 the other day and now it's like, Hey, he's 5,700. Have at it. Um, Yeah, no, he was half of the Mr. and Mrs. Robinson Robertson, uh, guaranteed goal goal. Uh, he got he got me halfway there i was so ready for it um yeah no i'm right back to the well i mean and and kind of skipped over it but like him and pavelski and hints i I mean i am going to have it 
like without a, like that, that is something like I say, I say a lot of things I'm going to have. And like, obviously I would have to build 40 lineups to make it all fit, but without a doubt in my mind, and I guarantee and promise you, and I will make sure I join the morning ski podcast group and the league with a lineup that has it in it just to prove it. I will have hints, Robertson and Pavelski, because if they don't change hints status from day to day, like he's always day to day, like we know that, but like if hints is in and no one has him in this line, Oh boy. Am I going to be feeling real, real cool? Like just the coolest cat because there is like what six games, seven games at seven, um, seven yeah. at seven. If people see a day to day next to hints and they don't play him, I am going to be dancing in the rain while I watch this line <laughs> go for five goals and just dominate Detroit. I mean, Dallas is back. I mean, they're, they're fighting for a playoff spot. And I think they really got something going here. I'm ready. I am. It. I am ready. I love the fire. Um, you know, obligatory uh, Andre Svechnikov mention. Um, before last game, he had scored three straight games. So, you know, maybe there's something there. Willie Nylander, 5,300. We talked about him and Tavares extensively. Um, Taylor Hall, too. It's really good. Yeah. It's good. Like, stop me. Try to stop me. Try yeah. to stop me. Sure. Go for it. Um, like, th- this is why I'm going to spend up at center. There's, like, there, these guys are awesome right here. Like, this is such a good range of player. Yeah. Um, if, I mean, obviously if both hints and Heiskanen are out, I feel like, you know, obviously that hurts guys like Robertson and um, Pavelski, but Garyanov was the main beneficiary of that, you know, 4,200 didn't have a huge game, you know, only put up 10.6, but he played 18 minutes um, top power play, obviously. So he's a guy that, you know, this is the sort of matchup where you want a guy who can pot two goals for this price. Like, you know, go right ahead. I, he'll be at a fraction of the ownership of a guy like Gusev. Um, and Garyanov has done it. Like we've seen him do this for, for a while. Um, Blake Wheeler, 4,200 is really interesting. Like that's sort of why I'm in on the Kyle Connor. Um, like this is honestly a very fair price for Blake Wheeler. Um, the way he's been playing this season He's not a 55-6K type player because he's not shooting a ton. Um, and the points just really aren't there. He's not the guy who the power play goes to anymore. Um, but again, 4,200 for a guy with his sort of exposures and correlations. Like, yeah, dude, like sign me right on up. So I think he's a better play than Galchenyuk. Um, you know, I feel like optimizers will still be jamming Galchenyuk a bit. And of course, Galchenyuk has upside, but I feel like Wheeler's more likely to get there. So um, I, I just like that, you know, that the price, it seems like he was priced down due to his injury and didn't really restore itself. So anyone else before we get to some, you know, punt type plays, you mentioned the Kyle Palmieri, um, you know, anything else like that, that you wanted to just get out there? I mean, obviously there's, there's a ton of guys here, uh, that are, are somewhat in play. And there's a lot of guys that are going to be plays if the right things come together, like, I, I, Frank Bertrano is one that I just want to mention. If there's no one that really comes back at forward for them, even though Frank Bertrano wasn't in maybe the spot we wanted to see him in, he still had 17 minutes. And, and this guy has elite shooting upside. The problem was the power play usage wasn't there, um, which hurts him. But I, I still, I still love him. If we get any sort of news, like, because I, just, I guess to predecess this Tippett got with Barkov and Gusev with Marshman getting hurt. If we get some sort of indication that it's Vetrano, like, absolutely jam him in i just want to mention that like i am i'm very in on him in gpp all the time because he's such a goal scorer um mm-hmm. so i'll at least mention that they're like they like if you do anything any research at all 
look what Florida does with their lines tomorrow. Like it's, it's a necessity. I know they're playing Carolina, but you've got to at least consider they're cheap enough here. There's guys that could be in huge spots. Um, but then I think, you know, it really does get to the punts. Um, there's a, a ton of them. Um, Barry Boulay, we already mentioned. Is there anyone that you want to mention? Right I know that the, the Flyers guy is one that we have never mentioned. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Allison? Yeah, I mean, uh, Wade Allison, I don't know a ton about Wade Allison besides the fact that he played um, his first game. Second game out, saw 16 minutes playing alongside Kevin Hayes, scored a goal. So next game out, they were like, all right, hey, uh, you play next to Kevin Hayes and you play on the power play of Jeru Voracek and Couturier. So, you know, that's so you know, that's something that I think could be beneficial if you're looking to, you know, really punt and be very unique and contrarian. But he's just, you know, he's just a guy who probably shouldn't be 2700 base for based on his role, but I don't really think he's like the best play on this massive slate or anything like that. Um, no, you no, mentioned I, I, I Tanner guess, Pearson, yeah. right? Like that whole situation. Oh, actually, no, we talked okay. about it a lot before the podcast started, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, get that's, to that's, it, yeah. Um, so Tanner Pearson actually wound up being basically what we thought Jimmy VC was going to be with that top power play job in Vancouver. Um, so obviously Pearson scored twice, uh, missed the empty netter hat trick by, I mean, he had a free chance at it and just straight up missed. So, um, you know, that sort of upside is there for Tanner Pearson. Um, he's a great player, not a great player. He's a good player though. So 3,700 really is sort of unfair. Like I know he's maligned because of his new contract and all that, and he's probably not worth that, but, um, he's, he's a real nice shot generator. He's a sound two-way type player. Um, also helps that he's beaten up Boston a little bit this year, you know, averaging 12 drafting points in those games so far. So I think he's, you know, a great dollar for dollar type, you know, one off or um, maybe stacking piece as well, but definitely a solid play there in Tanner Pearson. But as far as other pure punts go, I'm sorry, do you have something to add? You think Tanner Pearson beat up against Boston? Did I say Boston? I meant you Ottawa. You did. I was like, wait a minute. Like you were talking about Tanner Pearson, then you said Boston. Yeah, you meant Ottawa. Just wanted to at least clarify that point. Okay. Um, other than that, I mean, there is Del Cole at minimum salary. Like he doesn't play the minutes. He's not very good. But like, yeah. if you're taking that stack and like want to be ultra contrarian with a you know a, a prospect, a highly tied a prospect that just has not gotten there. Like I don't know. Just just mentioning it because it, it is there. Um, other than yep. that, I um, don't think we're missing anyone. One, one other thing, I I. I feel like uh, JT Comfort could be the beneficiary of no Jonas Donskoy in Colorado um, because that's, it used to be Nazem Kadri, so it could be Kadri again. Um, but the last time we saw um, Colorado, it was actually Comfort playing on the power play with McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog and Makar. So, like, I kind of feel like it goes Burakovsky in. And then, sure, it could be Kadri, but it was Burak- or, uh, it was Comfort the last time we saw it. So, um, it could be JT Comfort at 2,500. He's coming off of a goal and an assist uh, last time they played, which was against the Blues. So maybe something there. Maybe we get some confirmation in the morning skate or whatever. But I, the only other guy that I think has any potential of being like a huge beneficiary is, is Martin Cow. I mean, 14 points in 13 games with the Colorado Eagles in the AHL. Pretty highly talented prospect. I'm really, really, you know, thinking it's thin that he might be with a guy like McKinnon, but if we get that news tomorrow, like that could boost him into consideration at minimum salary for, for sure. Sure. Um, okay. We can move over to defense if you're ready. 
Yep. Um, so at D, um, at the top, we still have, you know, the normal Dougies, uh, Dougie, Hedman, John Carlson, and John Carlson against the Islanders, you know, uh, well, last time He's we touted two. it. Yeah, actually two times ago, I guess we touted it. He smashed. Um, but, you know, uh, definitely a loaded crop up here. I think Hedman's the best play. Yeah, um, yeah. he's he's cooled off slightly, but it's not like Dougie's been lighting the world on fire. Um, so I, I still think he, Hedman he cooled off because they played Florida and Carolina, and now they're playing Columbus. Like it's true. But I don't think it's rocket science. Like he's he's very in play here. Um, that's my top guy. I think by not a huge huge margin, but a pretty decent one. Um, I, I don't really see myself playing too much in this upper tier other than him and Klingberg. Like those are the the top two. I think. Um, and, and Klingberg, I think, is more thin by by far than Hamilton, and it's not like it's egregiously a different. Like it's it's obviously eleven hundred. Like you could definitely use that somewhere else, but um, those are my top two. And then the rest of these guys are like maybe, but probably not. Yep, uh, I I I really I really agree there. I don't think it's necessary to spend up on D here, and if I do, I'm probably just going way up. Um, you might be able to convince me, Kel McCarr, sixty one hundred to to go there. Um, but you know, that that's, I don't think I like that too much. So Morgan Riley, 5,100, it's been tough. I've played him a lot lately. And unless that one guy in Toronto that just tutted out of those guys. And you know, that's what happens when their power plays sort of run by Mitch Marder and also Matthews Riley's just sort of there as like a release valve almost and takes some pressure off and then gives the puck right back to those two guys. So He's definitely not as exciting as he would have been, you know, even a few weeks ago, just because of how uh, disappointing it's been. I really think um, Tyler Myers is worth a look at 4,800. I think there'll be a lot of pace in this game. And I know it's really gross. He's kind of gotten to that price where it's like, am I really going to play Tyler Myers? Um, But he is getting second power play time and he's just, and he's you know killing penalties. He's just doing so much right now. There's um, so much of him that he's just going to block shots. <laughs> exactly. And you, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big boy. So I think that he's an okay, you know, like people were paying 5K for Jacob Chupa, um, by the way, who's out. Um, and like Tyler Myers is a better version for DFS of Jacob Chupa uh, in the absolute nuts matchup. Like Ottawa shoots from everywhere. They're going to get him out versus Brady. Like it's going to just be a block fest, I think, for Tyler Myers. Um as far as, you know, stacking pieces that you can play, Josh Morrissey, 4,300. Uh, he's been real good. Four block shots of each of his last three games. So if he gets any sort of offensive upside going, you know, uh, against Toronto, which certainly has happened before, yeah, um, yeah. that, you know, that just is a real nice value stack. We already mentioned Blake Wheeler. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just real nice value. Um, anyone else, like mid-range, before we get to some punt guys? <sighs> yeah, I mean – there's definitely, you know, I, I, it's tough because I, I, I mean, I'm gonna play Greslick. I, I don't care. It's 5K, but like, I, I think he'll he'll make he'll make the cut for me in some capacity against Buffalo because I just I still think Buffalo is bad, even though they've been playing a lot better. Um, and I really do like Boston to kind of smash them on this night. So I'll have that. And then the other, you know, I think I'm gonna get cheaper after that. Um, you already mentioned a couple guys, so yeah, I think it's time to get to the punts. Do you have any interest in one of these um, Carolina guys? Uh, I, I believe Brady Shea is day-to-day right now, and I'm not exactly sure what happened there. Um, so does that give any bump 
to a guy like Slavin or Pesci? It definitely gives a bump to, um, you know, minutes-wise to, you know, uh, maybe Pesci more so than Slavin, but because um, Slavin, I think, was – I don't know. I We talked about Slavin at 3,400 last slate, and I feel like at 3,900, I'm just not totally sure that that's, you know, that that's what I want to do. Um, let me look at Pesci real quick. 3,600 for him. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of meh on uh, on both those guys. Like I um, I think that you can get better value maybe from a guy like Dmitry Orlov, 3900. It's not the best matchup, but with no Justin Schultz, um, it's going to be Orlov to Ovi on that second power play, and Orlov should see a nice bump in minutes um, just from his normal because Justin Schultz uh, won't be there. So that that's okay. Um, and then the, the guy who I think the best play here, here is Mike Matheson. Um, he actually scored the first goal of last slate and then did very little after that. But he's, uh, I mean, he's just a guy I think for 3,700, given the matchup, is probably like the guy. If you're not looking to just go full punt, um, you want to play a guy with some upside. I just think he makes a ton of sense um, as a one-off play, as you know, in every single sort of play. Like Matheson will probably be one of your higher projected guys in this range so anyone else um i mean mackenzie weaker should be back I, i'm not I mean, even though he's dropped an unbelievable amount in price like i'm not sure if it's necessary here <laughs> against carolina but i at least want to mention he should be in which kind of hurts the upside of, of the rest of the unit um new is a guy that i had uh, also in a couple lineups that opposed my good lineups of course yeah. um that's been smashing as of late just shooting from everywhere but I don't know who's going to come out, but it could be him. It seems like it, either him or Strawman. Like I assume Strawman, but you never know. Um, be so they have mentioned, too, yeah. yeah, yeah, one of those guys probably could I'll probably stay anything good. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anyone that's entirely necessary, super cheap. I mean, a lot of guys yeah. we've already mentioned before, maybe like eh, Will I don't know. Will Butcher if both Severson. Or, uh, sorry, not Steverson. If uh, both Smith and Subban are out for the Devils, uh, Butcher played top power play, had four shots on goal and three assists, like just an insane ceiling game from him. Um, but he'll be unowned again. You know, he's uh, if we're getting shots from him, like yeah, by all means, go for it. So um, we might be able to strike lightning. Uh, might lightning might be able to strike twice there, and then. Um, how about, how about David Savard revenge game against his old buddies? Uh, 3,300 block shots. Yeah. And it's, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, You could do it. You're allowed to. Yeah. Revenge narrative. Maybe they get him out there with the empty net. Be like, hey, you know, score against your friends. Like, I could see it. Okay, fine. Sure. Yeah. Revenge narrative. Yeah. And then there's like a ton. It. And then there's a ton else uh, that, like, absolute minimum that you can just feel fine playing. Um, you mentioned Nudibara. Of course, Uyghur could throw things for a bit of a loop there but he was great um connor clifton dead minimum yeah. not really sure why he's still priced there it's kind of like the orlov thing where it's like hey, yeah. this guy keeps producing uh noah yeah, dobson yep i was gonna say i was just about to say have you been yeah. playing boakvist as of late like noah dobson's kind of become the new boakvist i feel like like first power play not a million minutes but like has good offensive upside so that mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that was the guy that i had yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Boakvist is the best comparable, given that Boakvist has left a sour taste in my mouth for the last two months, basically. But yeah, yeah he, um, I get your point burn, for sure. As Usher like, would say. Yeah, um, 
What about Scott Block Harrington? Just blocking what, 11 blocks in two games? <laughs> like, I don't think uh, he yeah. played last time out, though. I think he's fat, so I don't even know if he's going to play, but I just had to say it because I just, yeah. I saw that. Like, so his, like uh, his floor stats were like popping, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> um, what happened here? Um, and I, <laughs> what happened? Oh, man. Bruce yeah, Gordon, no. You don't even watch movies. Okay, yeah. No, okay, no Bogosian for Toronto means a guy like Rasper Sandin should stick and he was second power play. Um you know if you're if you're onslaughting Toronto, definitely a guy to consider just because he's you know one of those real touted prospects. Um I think that that makes a lot of sense. You could see a situation where he jumps on and you know Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews is still on the ice for the power play and you might get a you know fluke assist that way or something or just five on five you know because it's Winnipeg and whatever else I don't mind that but yeah as you can tell a lot of fine cheap punts let's uh, mention some stacks and some guaranteed goals and uh, get on out of here all right um Dallas won okay Dallas won that's it okay Dallas won that's that's your stack um you know you can't say you're nothing if not consistent so I will go with Colorado one, um, take some of the great value there we get out of McKinnon um, because he's playing with likely Burakovsky and Landeskog. Um, keep an eye on that because it might not be Burakovsky, but that's just a very well-educated guess. Um, so I like him. Okay. Um, God, honestly, I think you kind of talked me into this uh, Winnipeg stack. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's Connor – Definitely Connor and Morrissey, and and I think you know Shifley would make the most logical sense, and obviously or Wheeler. Um, so however you end up fitting into your lineup, it's going to be really tough to sell um Shifley to me at that price. Like I just think that I'm, I'm like, how am I going to do it? But you know that's sometimes what you got to do to get contrarian, and and Shifley has actually had decent shot metrics lately. So you know if you take Shifley like 100 less than Tavares. <laughs> He's going to be well under own compared to Devarez. So, like, yeah, I think it, that that there's there's some meat on that. So, boom. Okay. Um, hmm. Sorting through my thoughts here, like, you know, I only get so many chances to impress our lovely listeners. Um, so I want to be a little bit bold, but not dumb. What is bold, but not dumb? Bold, bold and brash. Bold. 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 More like belong. <laughs> Ottawa one. <laughs> Ottawa Ooh. one. We're in. God, that is bold and dumb in this economy. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I got rid of the not dumb part, and I'm just going bold, baby. Um, but no, seriously, <laughs> um, Brady is just an awesome player. Like, I mean, he's going to shoot, and we saw Vancouver. It just give it up, and you know, 25 shots in five games, zero goals. That'll break. Uh, playing with Norris, playing with Batherson, those guys are also top power play correlated. Like, you know, that's that's what you're looking for. You're not trying to get cute and say, oh, well, he's some power play, some not. Like, no, they're together all the damn time. Um, the late hammer, 10 o'clock late hammer. So let, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, don't do me wrong there. And, of course, you can try Jabot with them, 6,200. I did notice that, Eric Brandstrom got a power play shift with them last game. Ooh. 3,400. Not playing a ton of minutes, but Eric Brandstrom, he's, he's a real nice player. So um, maybe maybe he's your, you know, really, really under the radar guy to stack them with. Yeah. 
you know what? I actually just checked a quick. You can do both my my stacks of Shifley, Connor, and Wheeler, um, if you will. Or uh, how much was Morrissey again? Forty three hundred. Yeah, it doesn't work with him. Um, and hints Robertson, Bavelski, but you have to take if you take Hellebuck, then you have twenty five hundred for both defense. Like we have per, like per defenseman, but they both work. I was pretty surprised. I didn't think that was gonna work. So. Oh. Um, you, you, you obviously yes, but you know a Dobson and then someone else, but sure. Anyways, <laughs> uh, guarantee goals. My last time I was I was one and one. You know I went with the cheap guys. I, I got a little got a little crazy, got a little wild. Um, this time, what are you doing? I thought you were waving something to me. No. What? Sorry. Okay. I'm um, just stretching, <laughs> stretching my shoulder. What happened? Nothing. Podcast just... injury. <laughs> No, I'm just sitting in this chair and not doing anything all day. So I'm just, I'm just getting my stretches in. Don't worry about it. Right. Keep going. This time, I'm going to go with uh, Braden Point at 3,600. Um, I excluded 10 for my stacks. I'm, nice. I'm feeling it, though. Braden Point buries the first goal. You know, first goal call, a little taste of the next podcast. Um, Braden Point scores the first one. Okay. Um, a let's... minute and 21 seconds into the game. He takes a long first shift. <laughs> We're doing the exact time of goal. All right. I uh, I do love that. All right. Um, you know, why don't I just take a guy who is $200 more? Definitely a worse player. Jared McCann, 5,800. Getting the power play tally here. He's, he's falling off the wagon a bit. You know, last game he didn't get any shots. But he's, he's ripping one home on the power play here. New Jersey is pathetic. Um, I, I don't think that they can stop the power play if they take penalties and Jared McCann, uh, sneaky, sneaky power play usage this season. Been been real nice. I just, I just don't think I've ever heard someone be like, you know what? I'm going to take someone much worse. Like making, <laughs> okay. Jared McCann, when he's on the ice on the power play this season, taking 30% of Pittsburgh shots, that is hmm. Ovechkin like. <laughs> like better than me. It's very, very good. So, okay. So, um, I have about what fifty four hundred. I'm only gonna yes. use fifty two hundred, and I'm gonna take not Nylander, taking Taylor Hall, not Sveshnikov. Taylor freaking Hall. Taylor Hall scores a goal against Buffalo. Taylor Hall. Okay, I was hoping I was hoping you would take Nylander because I'm one hundred short of taking Nylander, and I want to. Oh, but, um, hate to see it. I yeah. think Nylander is a very very good play. Like don't don't get me wrong. Yes. Like, you know who had six shots on goal, by the way, for Buffalo? Colin Miller. Did yeah. You? I, I don't know if we I, mentioned that. My the, the reason I was profitable on the showdown slate was because I played both goalies, and then I played Colin Miller and Dylan Cousins, and I got yeah, 13 I, shots um, on goal. So I was just trying to look at, like, what 2,500 defensemen actually, like, are good, and, yeah. like, Colin Miller, like, popped up. I was like, ooh. Like, hey, it's a, it's a revenge game for, for yeah, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Colin Miller, Noah Dobson, and both of my stacks, and just, like – I am. Um, I do have 40, I have 5,200 left for my second guaranteed goal. There we go. And nice looking, looking through some of these, <laughs> right, perfect. Uh, looking through some of these options. Um, I mean, we didn't even talk about Washington like at all. Anthony Mantha's now scored in, I guess, if you want to call it four straight games, but technically it's, it's five straight games because he also scored the game before he was traded. So um, I say, Despite the hard matchup, it keeps it going. 5K Anthony Mantha scores us another goal here. Makes people go like, well, death taxes Anthony Mantha scoring next to Nick Backstrom. Why did I think the Islanders could stop him? Um, so Anthony Mantha and 
Jared McCann, my two guaranteed goals. I'm an East Division reporter. I only watch games from the East Division. Okay. That will that will certainly do um, for another episode, I believe. Um, any anything else you wanted to mention before we take on off? I don't I don't think I have anything. Um, it's yeah, been great review, do stuff, have fun, say join hi the to a friend, yeah. join the Discord. Um, to listen to other podcasts, play Prize Picks. They don't sponsor this part this podcast, but they sponsor the other one. And if you like gambling and you want to check that out, yeah, yeah, they, no. they, they get a free mention here. Yes, um, we will. I mean, how they they should be backing up the Brinks truck for all the Prize Picks as soon as they get it in uh, in Philly. I'm just gonna be dumping my paychecks in the Prize Picks, baby. Yeah, um, I know. I, every time I think about playing prize picks, I feel like I like maybe I'm just like recency bias. Like I only look when I know I get them right. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I would have played this for sure. Like I don't look when I know I'm wrong. So like I might just be. <laughs> no, but I, I think I always hit when I look. Yeah, I have the same experience. It's like wow, the next morning all the overs hit. Like oh my god, yeah, like, all the ones I thought would hit, but then like the the morning where they wouldn't have hit, I just don't yeah. think about it again because I'm like yeah. oh this guy didn't do good. Uh, yeah, okay, we yeah we <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I think that pretty much sums up everything. We're gonna jump on over to the Mayo Media Network, get on that yep. podcast. Yes, we um, will. We we've gotten actually some reviews lately. Thank you. Keep doing that. It actually like really helps. So keep doing that. They've been positive, and I like it. Yeah, look, um, you know, we, we got the Pat Mayo Media Network up to number one, you know, on the podcast list. We got to get the Moinsky podcast there too, right? So I'm insulted that it hasn't gotten there yet. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, really, uh, best of luck here on this 10 gamer. Be sure to drop in the Discord where we'll be posting updates as we find them throughout the day on Thursday. Uh, find me on Twitter. I'm at Fake Moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Um, the podcast handle at morning skate pod from doug from dj from myself have a good sleep everybody and we will see you